0: Great God, our Father in heaven, we give you thanks, we give you praise for all that you've done, for all that you're about to do. We thank you for your presence in this place. Not because of who we are, Lord, because of what You've done. We are who You are because of what You've done. So thank You, Lord. And Lord, I ask that You tarry with us here by Your Holy Spirit, Lord, that You may teach, lead, guide, direct everything that's done, said. That You get all the honor and glory. That just by being in Your presence, we leave here changed. And I mean that, Lord, not just words. I mean that, that we leave here changed different than when we came in. Hallelujah. Free. We are free. We are free indeed, Lord, because we believe your truth. We are free indeed, Lord, from the, the wages of sin and death because you've freed us. We are free, Lord, because of, all of, because of what you've done. We are free from all of the things that plague us from our past from all of the things, all of the environment, all of the genetics, anything and everything that would burden us, that would cause us to be separate from you, that would cause us to live below the blessing and the promise that you've given us. Lord, we are free. And we thank you, Lord, because you bought our freedom. And we thank you, Lord. And now I pray again, Lord, that you bless us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning. 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 We have have prayer requests all the time. And and while you're seated, I don't want to keep you standing long and I don't want to... How do I say this? I want it to be just what it is. A a conversation between us and God. Not, oh gosh, I'm I'm struggling here for the word. I, I don't want it to be like pomp and circumstance I don't want it to be like a ritual or a ceremony does that make sense so, so just take a minute right now you know, let, let's I, I, because we need to pray we've had prayer requests and I know that there are prayer requests in this room just take a quick minute hallelujah hallelujah thank you Lord hallelujah hallelujah as we prepare Lord to, to make some prayers and supplications known to you Lord Lord we're, we're bound are uh, bound by your blood and in faith. And Lord, our faith and our trust is in You, in Your Word, in Your truth, that when we speak to You, Lord, You hear. And because You live in us and we live in You, Lord, that it's done in the name of Jesus. So Lord, with that in mind and in our spirits, we come before You giving You thanks and praise again for our children and for strength. And Father, for the health of our children, our children's children, all of the young people that you've put in our atmosphere, Lord. We pray, Lord, and we pray your protection on them, that they won't believe the lies, Lord, and everything that's being told to them, Lord, for their health, their physical health, but most importantly, their spiritual health and well-being. Lord, we lift up Addison to you and pray that you would heal her from the flu. Lord, we lift up many of the requests that have been made, and we continue to hold them up. Any of these prayers in this bowl that have not been answered, these physical ailments, Father, we lift them up to You, give You thanks and praise that You are Jehovah Rapha, our Lord, our Healer. Lord, we thank You that by Your stripes we've been healed. The blood of Jesus heals us and makes us whole. Lord, we give You thanks and praise also that You can mend the broken hearts. Right now, Father, for those uh, in in Your church at Cornerstone, Father, who are mourning for their young pastor Christian who has gone home to be with you. <laughs> thank you, Lord, that another saint has gone home. And thank you, Lord, for the confidence in which we can say that and we could rest assured that this saint is now with you. But, Lord, at the same time, we ask that you would mend those broken-hearted who have left... Uh, here on earth to dwell and to occupy and to still shine your light. Father, I pray that you would comfort them, that you would strengthen them, and that his young one would grow up knowing that her dad is looking down upon her in from heaven. Lord, that you 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 have a great blessed hope that all of us can have and all of us can live in including this young child. In Jesus name we give you thanks and praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, that physical healing, spiritual healing, healing broken hearts, that's just a small part of all that you are. So, Lord, be God in each of our lives and in each of our hearts. And let us, Father, leave here today knowing and giving more of ourselves to you in a real way, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so my brothers and sisters, I just, I'm going to start off here in these two Proverbs, or actually there's three verses, but uh, out of Proverbs 19, if you'd look at it with me please, Proverbs 19, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. My brothers and sisters, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. I've received, from a human standpoint, I received much instruction from my parents when I was younger and they didn't really get real to me until later in life when I had to put them to use and I understood. You heard the saying, you know, the older I got, the smarter my father got. Um, that's true enough, but now in a spiritual sense, we're not talking now chronologically. You know, there are many of you in this room who are young and hopefully many more that are listening that are young in age, but maybe a little bit more spiritually mature than I was when I was at your age. And so my brothers and sisters, we need to be ready, this speaks to us no matter how old or no matter how young we are spiritually, we need to be able to receive instruction from the Lord. My brothers and sisters, this goes for all of us, no matter how old we are in the Lord, or no matter how old we are chronologically speaking. So, to the young ones, you're without excuse. And to the old ones, you don't know it all spiritually. Amen? I need to listen to counsel and receive instruction. The many plans that I have in my heart, what I know in my heart, my brothers and sisters, uh, mean nothing. It means nothing. How does that line up with God's plan, with God's counsel, with God's knowledge? Amen? So, jumping ahead to cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. I can never stop. I'm old. Very old. Not spiritually. Spiritually, I'm still obeying. But no matter how old I am, no matter how long I've been in this word, my brothers and sisters, I get depth, I get knowledge. In fact, we were going to go into, and we still will, Lord willing, into uh, the Beatitudes. We're going to start in, in Matthew, a study in Matthew uh, chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. And many of us in this room, and, and certainly many of us watching, have, have been in that. We know we, it's, it's the most famous sermon that Jesus preached. Even people who aren't even born again understand and know something about the Sermon on the Mount. My my brothers and sisters, but even as old as I am chronologically, and as old as I am in the Lord, there's such a depth, there's so so many things that I I can glean from that, so many things the Lord still needs to instruct me in. Amen? Amen. I don't know why. So we'll be in uh, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Yesterday, when I was uh, doing the yard work, <laughs> I, I, there, there was a song that came to mind. It's an old, old song. So many of you guys who have been Christians for a long time, one of the fathers of the uh, modern contemporary Christian um, concerts and stuff was Mylon LeFevre, And that was me and Michelle. I mean, we really listened to a lot of his music. We actually spent one Christ, uh, New Year's Eve. We spent New Year's Eve on a, at a Mylon Lefebvre concert when we were younger. And we brought in the new year with Mile in Favor and Broken Heart, his band. And it was, he preached in his songs. And, and, you know, it may or may not be your style, but nevertheless, there's a song that no matter how many times I listen to it, I, I just thought of it yesterday the clear blue. And so I just popped on my phone, put my earplugs in, and I started listening. It's more, the, the song More. More of Jesus, less of me. By his power, I will be like a flower in the spring, brand new life and everything. I want to be more like Jesus. I need to be more like Jesus. So when I, when I look at the Sermon on the Mount, those things have to be real to me. I want them to be so real, so real to me that I'm working. That's, that's me when, when, when we're looking at these things, however long it takes us to go through this. My goal, my heart is, I want to be more like Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 So let's begin... <clears throat> And He, seeing the multitudes, He went up on a mountain. And when He was seated, His disciples came to Him. Then He opened His mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteous sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Our brothers and sisters, as we look at these, blessed, we'll we'll go through it, obviously, we're going to break it down by Holy Spirit. But my brothers and sisters, if you look at these things, what we see is, you know, as it relates to being human, as it relates to living in this world, most of this is totally opposite of how you succeed in this life. Most of it is totally opposite of how, you know, we would think we need to behave ourselves or how we conduct our lives while we're in the flesh. But that's, my brothers and sisters, that's the problem. We still try to live in the flesh and try to uh, have our lives guided by what's natural. Not all the time. I'm not 100% successful at living according to the Spirit every moment of every day. I'm just telling you. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not satisfied with that. Again, I need to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus. Amen? Amen? Okay, so, <clears throat> my brothers and sisters, so, so so we'll start to break it down. This word, blessed. See, again, to, to all of us, or to many of us, I should say, you know, that, that rings something. But let's, I'm going to break it down now. Blessed is um, makareos. Makareos. Supremely blessed. B-L-E-S-T. By extension, fortunate, well off. Okay, so... My brothers and sisters, we, we kind of get the idea or get the gist. Blessed means, you know, that you've got something, that you have something, or you're, you're, you're feeling good about something. Amen? Okay, so this, this blessed, that B-L-E-S-T, that's, that's like a, an ancient word, and that's where we get the word B-L-E-S-S-E-D. But that word, highly favored or fortunate by divine grace. By divine grace. It's something, my brothers and sisters, that's above me. It's something that I, I don't really have total control over. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. You see that word supremely, as in, in that definition of blessed, supremely blessed. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. Supremely. Supremely. You know what supremely means? Very well. Uh, excellently. To the highest degree. Extremely. Get the picture right? Mm-hmm. But well, this is the thing with the highest rank or authority. This is what caught my attention when I'm studying and I'm word-studying. I'm taking this apart because I want to make sure that I'm getting... And you do too. We want to make sure we're getting the full zis, boom, ba, what it was, what, what was said in the Greek, what was said in Aramaic, and we're getting the full translation of what it, man, what it means to be blessed. Not according to what I understand as a human being, but according to what God meant when He said it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not just to be happy not just to be uh, satisfied with something but listen I've been divinely given something I I, I am I, I this whatever this is now I'm I'm in comp- company with I'm coupled with the divine it's something that if there's nothing above it and so when I see something like with the highest rank or authority there is no other name above Jesus so now my my blessing is associated totally and solely with Jesus he gets my hallelujah See, I can't. I, I don't want to be like the... Uh, I, I'm just not going to say it. I don't, I don't want to disparage anybody. I, I want to be totally blessed and understand that I am supernaturally totally blessed by no authority higher, the one that defines the blessing. See, I can walk through life thinking that, okay, I have everything that I need and some of my wants and my kids love me and my grandkids, so I'm blessed. Am I blessed? Yeah, absolutely I'm blessed. But my brothers and sisters, there are a lot of people who are not saved that can say the same thing. So now, I look at this Sermon on the Mount, and now I'm seeing what God calls, or what God defines as being blessed. That's what counts. Why? Because that's eternal. That's eternal. (laughs) I better put the fire out, (laughs) I'm about to burn up. I, I, I'm so emotional, I, I got to <laughs> Holy Spirit help me. See, I, that's, that's what I want. And, and I think that's where this association means so much, when I talk about when I, when I use words like "by divine grace," and that word "grace," which we've been in and out of for the last few weeks, right? Um, with the highest rank or authority, as it relates to supremely, with the highest rank or authority. Hallelujah. So now let's break it down even further. Now, in verse one, you'll you look at it with me. In verse one, Matthew five, verse one, and seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Now, now, my brothers and sisters, I I want to seeing the multitudes. Okay, we can picture this in our mind. I love this, and, and maybe you're different than I am, but when I read these things, I'm, I'm picturing that. I'm picturing Jesus, you know, uh, you know there, there's a multitude, so he's going up the hill, he's going up, so that he could speak to them in kind of like maybe an amphitheater style or something, so that the, the word can carry and, and can travel, and he could be seen, so now he's up just a little bit higher than they are, and so he's heard and seen. Are, are you with me? But, but, but again, because this multitude was following him. So I'm going back. You could just listen. And, and don't turn there. Just listen, please. And you could turn there later. In 4.23, Jesus went about Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and they healed them. He healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee, from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. My brothers and sisters, he had a multitude following him. Why? He preached good news. First of all, he preached good news. And then, let's not make any mistake about it, the signs and wonders followed. He preached, he healed. Amen. So you could say, wow, no wonder people followed him. And if, if there was a, a, a prophet, if there was someone who was preaching and teaching in this day and age, and, and all you had to do was follow him, he lay his hands, you would say, I would follow him. Be careful. Thank you. Be careful. Because that's going to happen. But it's not going to be God. So be careful. I hope you're not here when it happens. I'll be gone. Amen. I hope you're not here when it happens because there's going to be signs and lying wonders that, are going to be, that God's going to allow. My brothers and sisters, listen. We need to know what the truth is because I'm here, here, here's what I'm, I'm going to tell you. Unless the truth of the gospel is, 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 is what is ahead of the signs and wonders, they're not of God. Come on, I, I, I really, I'm a last day minister. I'm a last day pastor. I've got to tell you this stuff, my brothers and sisters. If there's anything other than pure truth being spoken, right? And listen, Jesus really never honored himself, did he? What he said was, "The things I say, I get from the Father. The things I do, it's because the Father has commanded me to do them." Isn't that what he said? Okay, my brothers and sisters? Not like some of these others. There's going to be people who, are, who do and will and always will and certainly, my brothers and sisters, when the Antichrist is doing his thing that are going to do it but not glorifying God or Jesus, specifically Jesus. Come on. That's how you know. Jesus preached the good news. He preached the truth, the Word of God and the signs and wonders followed. Now I'm going to tell you, my brothers and sisters, you and I have the same opportunity. And that's why I'm going to teach and preach like I do, and I'm going to keep saying it. I'm not one of them holy rollers. I'm not going to go down this up and down this aisle flapping my wings and doing all this. I'm not going to come up here and speak in tongues unless the Lord gives me utterance to do so, unless I know that it's going to be interpreted, unless we're in a, in a corporate prayer my brothers and sisters, but I do know that God is still in the healing business. I still know that God would bless you with the gift of speaking in tongues. I do know that God is still in the, in the business of gifting prophecy. You know why? It's happening right now. My brothers and sisters, we need the signs and wonders. Why? Because, my brothers and sisters, there's coming a time very shortly where you will be denied food, medical treatment. I'm telling you, it's, it's happening already. In small ways and in small places, but my brothers and sisters, that will be the th- that, that's going to be the thing. Aren't you so glad you came to church today? sir but I've got good news, and you do too. It's called the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is still in the healing business. God is still in the feeding business. God is still about all of those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's so important that we understand that going forward. Seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened up his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Look at verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'll tell you, I think I shared Wednesday night with the group that, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about the Sermon on the Mount. And um, partly because someone said something about, you know, genuine Christianity and, you know, how do you... Well, you know, I always instruct a, a brand new born-again Christian, read the Gospel of John. And then also then you look at the Sermon on the Mount. This this is the definition of, you know, what Christians are striving for, what we're trying to be. Amen? And so it's, it's pretty informative and instructive. But then um, I was so grateful... Um, I believe it was Tuesday. I can't really recall. Anyway, one uh, day during the week, my oldest granddaughter uh, texted me. (laughs) I'm so, I'm so, such sad. (laughs) My granddaughter texted me, and she said, uh, "Pop," she said, um, "I I texted you. I I want you to listen to the song. I heard it in my prayer chapel this morning. My granddaughter, who is dormed, living away from her." Her mom and dad and stepdad, She's living, she went to, listen, she went in the morning to prayer chapel. Hallelujah. Am I blessed? Yes. Yes. So so my brothers and sisters, and she sent me this song. She said, Pop, I, 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 they played this song at prayer chapel. I thought you might like it. It was awesome. It was a beautiful song. I mean, I'm, I'm fighting back the tears in my truck as I'm listening to it. I texted around, I listened to it twice. I'm, it's a beautiful song, and it was really about it was really about the, the Sermon on the Mount. And, and, and I said, God, you're so good to me. I, I want to make sure that I'm I'm speaking your words, and, and you're allowing my granddaughter to help to confirm your word in my heart and and bring me to this time of worship. I'm, I'm sitting in the cab of my truck literally crying and, and, and worshiping God because of something that my granddaughter pro- of course then you know later on uh, like Saturday when I got that song what I was just telling you about I want to know more of Jesus uh, or I want to be more like Jesus I texted her man I really this was the song and I told her this song was it, it ministers to me still but it was one of the my favorite songs when I first became born again it was a beautiful song then it's a beautiful song now thought you might like it <laughs> she texted me back <laughs> It was very relaxing. <laughs> she used wisdom. <laughs> so my granddaughter has some wisdom. No, but my brothers and sisters, so, do, but do you understand what I'm trying to say here? God is so good. And, and my brothers and sisters, look, here's the thing. When I see something like this, it says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Okay, you know what that means? Do you, I, I, just let me read you a couple of scriptures and then we'll discuss it. In 1 Peter 5, 5-7, through 7, here's what it reads. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And he's quoting out of their Proverbs 3.34. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting your care upon him, because he cares for you. My brothers and sisters, this isn't just speaking about being humble like false humility, like oh yeah you know I'm just struggling for Jesus I'm just you know no this means look at my spirit the spirit my mindset the that that thing that is Tony that New Jersey that every once in a while wants to raise up that that Sicilian that every once in a while wants to raise up listen that spirit my brothers and sisters that spirit has to be brought under and I have to understand that listen. That is, my spirit doesn't rise above the spirit of God. I have to to lower myself. I have to listen. I have to, you know, not trust my own intellect, not trust my own abilities. Have this humble spirit before God and before man. I have to be humble enough so that, listen, when my granddaughter wants to teach me something, I'm able to. I'm able to learn it. Come on. I'm not talking about this. False humility. Because many of us are really good at that. I'm not talking about that. And I, and I think you know by the scripture that's not what this means. That doesn't mean, that, my brothers and sisters, that you, you can get away with it. You can let it slide as long as you keep your mouth shut. God knows what's on the inside. This is speaking spiritual. God knows what's on the inside. I have to be, listen, my, my, I have to be, have a humble and, and a poor... But here's, here's what else it speaks to, my brothers and sisters. So many of us have been put down So so many of us have been put down. So many of us have been either by uh, organized religion, the experience that you had with God, maybe the organized religion teaches you something different or tries to squelch whatever God has raised up in you. Come on! You know what I'm saying? So God is saying, you know, you're poor in spirit. Blessed are you when you're poor in spirit. Blessed are you when you realize, listen... This is the spi- I need God's Spirit to ar- arise in me and awaken my spirit and strengthen me spiritually. God's Spirit. Amen? Let me go further. In James 4, uh, 4 through 6, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you not think that the Scripture says in vain, the Spirit who, in, who dwells in us yearns jealousy? What does that mean? See, he's quoting out of the Scriptures. God doesn't want to share you with anybody. How many husbands in here would want to share your wife with another man? What were you hoping? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Love you. None of us. How many wives want to share your husband with somebody? She can have him. No, I'm kidding. No, do you understand? So, So look, this is what it's saying. Just like we feel about our spouse... That's the same way God feels about you. He doesn't want to split time with, between Him and the world. He wants you to Himself. Amen. H- Hallelujah. But look at verse 6 with you. But He gives more what? Grace. Grace. See, there's this divine attachment. There's this power. There's this, this, this power. There's this everything that God is. There's this promise that we have. This partnership with God that we have. It's divinely given. It's, that's the blessing. That's what makes you blessed. Not because you've achieved something. Not because even of what you achieved spiritually. I'm a spiritual giant because look at all these things that I understand. Look at the words that God is putting in my mouth. I must be a spiritual giant. No! You need to be poor in spirit, otherwise, God won't put words in your mouth. Hallelujah! It's not you. So, so my brothers and sisters, I, I come to this. He gives more grace. Therefore, he says, "God resists the proud." Again, he's quoting. Now James is quoting what Peter quoted. They're quoting Old Testament scripture. Is the Old Testament real and relevant for us? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So he's saying, "But God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble." Again, this doesn't speak to just you know, this false humility. But look at I want to notice. I want I want you to notice where that comes from, where that ended up. But look at where it started. Don't be a friend of the world. See, my brothers and sisters, again, as I'm going to say probably many times through this series, is we can't look for the blessing or even for the affirmation from the world and call that blessed. We, we have to look at what God says is blessed. Amen? Amen? So look, regardless of what I've achieved spiritually even, or my perception of what I have achieved spiritually, no, I need to remain humble, but not, again, not humble, oh, woe is me, I'm just a little nothing. No, humble in that I'm open to you, God. It's, it's, all, it's all God. Without you, I have nothing. Amen. Right? Amen. Amen. Okay, so now look, <clears throat> I, I also want to know, I'm going to read to you, and it'll be up on the board, uh, Romans 12.3, again. Speaking to this spiritually poor. 12.3 Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Do not think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given you. See, the measuring stick is the faith. Right? So look, so, so is, you know what? I could say about uh, you know, all of these things and the word that God, God has given me an anointing for this or God has giving you an anointing for that. You prayed this and that, But really, my brothers and sisters, the very faith of the very thing you have is given to you by God anyway. You, you have no reason to be proud of it anyway. You have no reason to think that you're a spiritual giant anyway. He is the giant. And to the extent that you yield yourself to Him, that's the extent that you get to be the giant. Are you with me? All right. I'm glad we all understand that. So now let's look together again. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, my brothers and sisters, this all of this stuff, it, it all. We're all going to, if we're born again truly, we're all going to get to see Jesus. We're all going to be in the kingdom. There are different places and different statuses and statures. There's different crowns and all this other stuff. But my brothers and sisters, listen, this is. When I I read this, I don't want anyone to... I want to to tell you what I feel led by the Holy Spirit to say. But I want you to pray. Look at uh, verse 12... I'm sorry, verse 32, beginning in uh, Luke chapter 12. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, so what am I... Well, Tony, I, I, okay, I understand that. He, he just said it's your Father's desire to give you the kingdom. So where's the intersect? Here's the intersect, my brothers and sisters. Blessed are the poor, right? But at the same time, I'm depending on God. But then also look what it, look, look at the other scriptures that we've been in. Especially if you would look at James where it talks about not, listen, not two-timing God. Not being so concerned with the world, but then being concerned. But, but are you with me? So now watch. So now fear not for your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have. Give alms. Um, provide yourselves money bags which so do not grow a treasure in heaven. I, you know what? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. My brothers and sisters, if I'm sowing to heaven right now, I'm enjoying the benefit of being in heaven. No, no, no. Not totally. I understand. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying though is I can enjoy, the. I understand I have confidence. I understand of the great hope that I have awaiting me, but at the same time, I can feel somewhat fulfilled down here. I could experience this presence of God right here. Why? I'm not attached to the world. I'm attached to God. So that, listen, if I'm so attached to the world, if I'm so linked up with the things that I have, the physical things, um, even the emotional attachments that I have, if those are the things that are fulfilling me, my brothers and sisters, then, then I'm, I'm really the kingdom of heaven is is somewhere in the back seat. I'm not really experiencing. I'm not sowing to the kingdom. Fear not, little flock. In context, what Jesus is talking about then is having the things, you know, being taken care of. And, and, and my brothers and sisters, we have everything that we need. We can't confuse our wants with our needs. And we can't confuse our lifestyle with that somebody that's living in, not in America. The lifestyles in America are going to change greatly in the not too distant future and so my brothers and sisters we better teach our children and we better understand ourselves those of us who still might be here we better understand ourselves that we need to understand the kingdom of heaven now we need to understand sowing into that kingdom now we need to understand that we are, we are part our citizenship is in heaven now Does that, is that making sense to anybody did I lose anybody or did I take a, uh, go out of the left field here Amen. so blessed are the poor in spirit Right? And then, my brothers and sisters, here's the other thing. We're going to rule and reign with him. Make no mistake about that. Verse 4. Matthew 5, 4. four Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. My brothers and sisters, I mean, we, just like the, the prayer that we prayed a little while ago, now there are some people who are mourning because of the death of a loved one. Does this apply to that? Maybe, but I think more so this applies to a spiritual mourning. You know, more so to the extent that we see the conditions around us, the conditions of our own heart, and we and we mourn for that. For what, man? I it it bothers me. For me, a lot of times you see my wear my feelings on my sleeve, and which is wrong. I'm not glorying in that by any means. But what I'm saying to you is you see how emotional I get. So when something like what's happening to our young people, I get angry, I get frustrated. When I hear all of the lies that are being yacked and, and some of the young people are marching in the streets based on lies and the stuff that these young people now believe that's just a total lie, it, it, it frustrates me and I get angry. Okay? But you know, I, sh- I should mourn. I should have a reaction. I should have a reaction here first mourning for the fact that I still fall short sometimes and I don't react. Come on. See, it's still part of Tony's spirit reacting. I'm using me for an example. Homiletics 101, you never do that, but maybe that's why this church is small. My brothers and sisters, look. I'm just telling you truth here. Okay? So, i got to be poorer in spirit, poorer in my spirit, so that, listen, I can actually mourn instead of getting frustrated and angry and letting the Sicilian rise up in me or the New Jersey rise up in me. I've got to let the Spirit of God rise up in me and mourn. Amen. Remember, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, remember when Jesus was on his way into Jerusalem? He stopped, He wept over Jerusalem. Remember, Jesus wept. Right? Well, is it John chapter 11, I believe. But anyway, regardless, Jesus wept. Well, he's, and, and remember what Jesus also said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you know how I would have gathered you uh, under my wings like a mother hen gathers her chicks, but you would not. Remember, he wept. Why did he weep? Because he knew what was going to have to be suffered because of their spiritual condition. See, this is what this is speaking to. Am I right? Lord, it counts if the Lord says that we're right. In 2 Corinthians, and we've been studying together, so just go there with me. It'll be on the board. In chapter 7, beginning in verse 8. For even if I made you sorry with my letter. Remember, this is Paul speaking to the Corinthians, which he had to tell them how they were wrong, what they were doing wrong. He had to correct them. He had to rebuke them. So look what he says. Even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it, for I perceived that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Look at verse 9 with me. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Do you see the difference here? So, blessed are those who mourn. You suffer some kind of sorrow. Okay? When, when, so why would Jesus say you're blessed if you suffer sorrow? Because godly sorrow re- produces repentance. Amen. If you're suffering sorrow, if you're mourned, if you're mourning about a spi- like your spiritual condition or something that's going on in the culture, man, it's an it's a, it's you're blessed. That's God given. That's divine. You truly are blessed because now you can do something. Godly sorrow produces repentance, or godly sorrow is going to cause an action on your part. If you're in sorrow for your your, chi- your children. Man, don't let the New Jersey rise up in you I'm going to strangle that kid. Or don't let the New Jersey rise up in you. I'm going to teach that kid a lesson. Don't let the New Jersey rise up in you and say, hey, I'm going to punish them or I'm going to badger them. I'm going to do this to them. I'm going to... No! No, let it rise up in you so now you are more intent on getting on your knees and praying. Amen. That you see, listen, God, help me. God, I repent. Maybe I haven't handled this properly, maybe I should have gotten on my face sooner, but now, Lord, I repent, and I ask that you bring them to repentance, Lord, let them see the error in their way, Lord, lead them in Jesus name by your spirit. my brothers and sisters my, this is awesome to us when we're when we're so concerned with our own spirituality it's an awesome thing, but it's more awesome when you're concerned with the spirituality of someone else as well, so to the to the point that you Feel godly sorrow yourself and get down on your face. God, what else can I do? Come on. Listen to this. In Isaiah 61, you all know this Scripture. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, the ones who are mourning. To proclaim liberty to the captives and to open a prison of those who are bound. My brothers and sisters, this look at this, watch. Jesus, Jesus wept. Jesus mourned. Jesus, when he was being crucified, felt compassion enough to say, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So my brothers and sisters, this is the attitude that I want to have. Why? Because he said that that's a blessed attitude. He said that that's part of who you should be as my kid. Blessed are those. If you want to be blessed, don't look at the gold. Don't look at the silver. Don't look at the cars, the houses. Don't look at this, that, the other. Look at this. Do you mourn? Do you mourn? And not just when something bad happens. Does your heart break for something or someone that's still here? You're blessed. You're blessed. They don't feel blessed. Don't have to feel it. He said it. What you have to do is something about it. And that Holy Spirit in you, that's the one that's causing you to have that mourning, is the same Holy Spirit in you that knows what to do about it. Boy, that was so good. I'm glad this is being recorded. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now, my brothers and sisters, there's several things here. You could say, well... Okay, let's just say, this is one of the examples. I'm praying for my kid. My, my, I, but I'm not seeing, it's taking a long time. My, my son, my daughter, my whoever, or my loved one, my, 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 my mother, my father, they're not being healed. Or uh, they're not saved yet, or whatever it is. So, I can't be comforted. Yes, you can. Let me tell you. Jesus, in John chapter 14, These things I've spoken to you, being present with you, but the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. My brothers and sisters, you have the Comforter living inside of you. And see, my brothers and sisters, to a lot of people, when I say stuff like this, or they hear it from somebody, when you're in the middle of it and you're in pain and sorrow, your chi- your child, your your children are, are 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 living away from God, or you know you have loved ones who are sick and ill, or you know you you may be sick and ill yourself, and you've been praying for a long time for healing, and it hasn't happened, or you're praying for someone else for healing, and it hasn't happened. Listen, my brothers and sisters, that's just a platitude. When you read a scripture like that, it doesn't mean anything. My brothers and sisters, it should mean every everything. It should mean everything. Why? We walk by faith, not by sight. And if you're praying for healing on yourself or for, on a loved one, man, you know that you're healed. You know that you're healed. You may not be feeling it yet in your body. You may not experience it right this minute, but hang on because it's coming. Oh yeah, easy for you to say, Tony. You don't... No, it's not easy for me to say. The only thing that makes it... it yeah, it is easy. Let me say this. Yes, it is easy to say. But I cannot, But it's hard to believe. It's hard to stand on. But I believe it and I stand on it. Why? Because He said it and I have His Spirit inside of me now. I may not see my fill in the blank, saved or healed or whatever, but I know that they will be saved. I know they will be healed. That's the attitude we need to have as Christians, as born again believers. Uh, no more, listen, no more mealy mouth whitewash, no more, oh, suffering from Jesus. No! No! No more apologies, no more, no! God said this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to believe it. And if someone will, like, Tony, the then how come you're, uh, you, you still have a pain every now and again in your shoulder? You still get headaches or whatever? I don't know, but here's what I do know. By His stripes, I am healed. I know who didn't fail. Come on. So God maybe needs to reveal something to me, or maybe He just man. I told you before. I'll say it again. I have a broken back. My back is broken in two or three places. They told me that uh, you know by now I should be having a numb leg or whatever because of the calcification and pinching on the spinal cord or whatever. You know what? I used to wake up in the morning and have to roll out of bed, especially if I had an active day the day before. I would have to roll out of bed and ooh, ah, ooh. Do I still get pain? Yeah, every now and again. But I will tell you something. I prayed to God several times for, for the healing. And I just got to I said, God, look, you heal me now or you heal me later. Either way, I'm healed. If I have to go to be with you to f- receive my healing, then so be it. I'm healed. Come on. Come on. Either way, I'm healed. So no one is going to get in my face and say to me, well, see, it doesn't work. It does work. It does. And I am not going to make any apologies. I'm not going to make any excuses. God is right. God is true. Hallelujah. And no one's going to take that away from me. When I had COVID the first or second time, whatever it was. Oh, it was the first time. It was hardly nothing. But then by the second or third day, I started... Please, I'm not trying to be disgusting. I started coughing up blood. And that was back in the early days when, oh, you're going to die and all this other stuff. So look, I called up. I said, hey, look, I heard about some therapeutics. Oh, they don't work. It's not proven. Blah, blah, blah. They foo-foo. I said, okay, hung up, done. But I did not tell Michelle because I know Michelle would, have, you know, had me in an emergency room. But no, but here's the thing. I want to tell you something. I prayed differently. I prayed, God... Heal me quick. If this is going to take me out, take me home. But if you're going to heal me, just do it quickly. I don't want her to get upset. So do it quickly. Next day, done. Did God do that? Yes, He did. Did God do it because I was all spiritually bold? And No. I'm totally submitted to Your will, God. If this is meant to take me out, take me home. But try to do it quick. I don't want her to suffer. If if you're going to heal me, then do it quick, because I don't want her to suffer. See, Do you understand what I'm saying to you, my brother? This is not bragging. I'm spiritually weak. I'm spiritually nothing. God is everything. This is everything. Hallelujah. Jesus Himself, He's anointed me to, to preach the Gospel, the good news. God doesn't hate you. God loves you. God wants you to experience His presence. God, in His presence, nothing is the same. Hallelujah. God wants that for you. And He wants you not to walk around broken hearted. But if you're broken hearted for the right reasons, you're blessed. Why? Because then that gives Jesus the opportunity to mend your heart. Right? Come on, this is awesome stuff. They shall be comforted. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. See, my brothers and sisters, you, you read a scripture like this, blessed are the meek, and then you go back to um, blessed are the poor in spirit. It's a little similar, but not quite the same. So, this word meek can mean like mild, patient, that kind of thing. Uh, let me read to you... Um, and you can read it with me, actually, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. In the King James, that's translated meek. In the King James, it says, for I am gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Jesus was not overbearing at all. The only people that Jesus actually took a stern had a sternness toward was the religious people who were always trying to trip Him up and trap them. He was the only one that spoke to us totally blunt. Jesus didn't hold back, but Jesus had. Jesus was lowly, meek. Now we know that he wasn't lowly spiritually, although he submitted his spirit to the spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit that he was full of without measure. Right. His spirit as a human was totally submitted and come on. So his human spirit was poor, but he was strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Okay. So now, but this same person who has all of this spiritual strength, this same listen watch this now. When Jesus says, I am I am lowly, I am meek. This is the same one who's called the lion of the tribe of Judah. Is the lion meek? No, no, no. Is it? No, 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 wait. Wait, wait. That, see, that's the thing. Do you think of meekness when you... No, you don't. But watch. This same Jesus that says He's lowly, He's meek. This same Jesus who says He's low in spirit and all this. This same Jesus was the one that could command demons out of a body that quick. And they had to obey Him. This same Jesus who was lowly and meek. This same Jesus could tell the storm, Be still! Be still! And the people around him had to drop back and say, who is this guy? What's such a man is this that could command the wind and the waves and they obey him? So, so this must mean something. And what does it mean? Again, he wasn't overbearing on anybody. He wasn't off-putting. He was patient, long-suffering. That's what this is speaking to. Man, I need to... I, this need, so what is it? Blessed are you if you're meek. Well, then the world is going to walk all over you. Yeah, that's the world standard. That's the world standard. But when you're meek, you're yoked up with Jesus. And guess what? You win. I read the back of the book. You win. So, am I going to go by what the world says? No, well, if you're too weak, you know, nice guys finish last, Tony. You know, if you're too weak. And I've had to tell this to him, a handful of people because in this church, I've had people in and out of here, as you know. And then I've had people in other places... And I, had to get, I always got to the point where, okay, I'm trying my best, and then all of a sudden I have to take a person say, listen, don't mistake my meekness for weakness. Okay? So now, maybe that was the New Jersey rising up in me. I don't know. But do you understand what I'm saying? Meek doesn't mean you're weak. In fact, sometimes when you're meek, you're strong. In fact, for me, I, I need more of that strength because I need more meekness. Come on. Right? I don't need to be standing up and, and getting all loud and boisterous. I don't need to be you know getting losing my temper or losing my patience with something, amen. And I could hear Michelle in the other room, amen. <laughs> do, do you hear me though? So this is what the God. This is so awesome. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is long suffering. It's patient. It's kindness. Matthew... but Wait, I, I, let me go back. For they shall inherit the earth. This is strong to me because, look, this speaks. You're meek, you're weak. You know, the world walks all over you if you're meek and you're weak. But God says if you're meek and you're weak, you inherit the earth. You're going to rule and reign with Him. Do you understand that? Those of us who are raised in the rapture, when He comes back, we're coming back with Him. And when He's reigning for that thousand years, we're going to be reigning. we are going to have some kind of an office. You may be in charge of an area someplace. Hallelujah. I'm not all excited about that. I'm just excited. I'm going to be with him. But my brothers and sisters, when I read scripture like this, we have to understand. I mean, God, God is saying, when you're meek or weak, even though the world says that they're going to walk all over you and you're not going to have anything, they're going to, they're, everybody's going to take it from you because you're meek or weak. No. He's saying, you're going to inherit the earth. You're going to reign with him. Just the opposite. Amen. Blessed are the meek. Hallelujah. They shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We're going to end on this one. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be filled. My brothers and sisters, we know that righteousness, just a, 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 just a, a generic definition, a, a real definition is to be in right standing with God. Right? Okay. So I'm hungering and I'm thirsting to be in right standing with God. What does is, what is, what is being in right standing with God mean? Well, as a human, I don't know, but, I, but in His Word, if I'm in right standing with God, that means His eyes are always on me. And He's hearing what I'm asking Him. He's hearing when I'm praying. Everything I'm going to tell you now lines up with Scripture. I didn't want to load you down with all the Scriptures, but you know. Listen, the eyes of the Lord are on His righteous. He hears when we pray. So it's not just a thing, okay, I'm, I'm, I've got the, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So that means if you're in Christ, He's, he's got you. It doesn't mean he's, His eyes are on you waiting for you to mess up so He can jerk the rug out from underneath you. No. His eyes are on you because He loves you. You belong to Him. Can't keep His eyes off you. Come on. He's, he's, he's your protection. He's your Father who loves you. He's your Father who doesn't want any hurt or harm to come to you. He's your Father who wants to bless you. And so when you hear, when you pray, He's hearing you. All of that is part of... Listen hungering and thirsting for righteousness. My brothers and sisters, Jesus said, remember when He was speaking to the woman at the well, right? The Samaritan woman. You know, he, he asks her for a drink. Well, And then she, they go have their back and forth. And then He said to her, if you knew who it was that was talking to you, you'd ask for Him and He'd give you living water and you'd never thirst again. Remember that? What is this living water that I won't have to come back to this well that I will never thirst again? Then remember also in uh, John, Jesus said, remember, he said, listen, in the, he got up in, that, in the middle of the thing, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Right? Okay, my brothers and sisters, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. I, I, I want to be in right standing with God. How do I achieve right standing with God? I've got to be in Christ. I am the righteous God in Christ. That's a very simple scriptural definition. Right? So I, I want to be in Christ. And what does that mean? I'm following him as... Don't worry. I'm following him as close as I can follow him. I'm reading this word. If you're not reading this Bible, if you're not studying this Bible, if you're, not, if you're listening to these messages and just being enamored with how I deliver it, if you're just listening to these messages and thinking about, you know, oh, that was a good message today, or let's see how Tony, on on oh, board. Maybe you're, you're thinking right now about going to lunch, or whatever the case may be. Listen, you should be looking for Holy Spirit to bring confirmation to you over something that you already studied, or Holy Spirit shaking you just a little bit, you know, stirring you up so that you, I'm going to go make sure that He said that right, or that belonged to me. He said that for me. God is speaking stirring you by His Holy Spirit. Why? So that you, my brothers and sisters, because you're hungering and thirsting after righteousness and you can't do that separate from this. You need to be studying this and you need to do it. Amen? Amen. If you're not, my brothers and sisters, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. Hallelujah. You, you don't depend on something other than this to fill you. Right? Don't don't depend on something else to give you satisfaction. Have you ever been so hungry or so thirsty that you just couldn't stand it? I mean you just would have come on. I, I shared this with you before, but I've got new people in here, so I get to say it again. I had a guy that was working for me one time. It was a long time ago when we were first growing into the golf course. And this guy, he got so thirsty, he went to the pond and he drank water out of the pond. And when he told me, that, I said, Are you nuts? What are you, crazy? I couldn't imagine being that thirsty. I had another guy that I had to work with. He was stuck out in the woods one time. And, no, and Steve knew him. He said that he took water out of a stream. And listen to this. Filtered it through his sock. Are you... Man, do you, No, no, wait. Listen. As, 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 as nasty as that sounds, can you... Just think about this. Can you imagine being that thirsty? Come on. Think about that. No, 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 Selah. Pause and think of that for a moment. So imagine being that thirsty or hungry for God. For His righteousness. Amen? So, so where are you today? Man, I want, I want the hunger stirred up in me. And I hope this message stirs up the hunger in you. My brothers and sisters, I hope that you understand truly what being blessed is as God defines it. And let's go after that blessing instead of the blessing of the world. Listen, I'm going to say this as well. I know that, listen, I I don't want necessarily just to have the gift. I I want to be able, and, and I want for all of us to enjoy this last pouring out of His church. There's not going to be a big revival like there has been in the past. Those things will be the false ones. I'm talking about the underground stuff, the thing that small groups like this one will enjoy when we don't have anything but each other and we're laying hands on each other and we're doing what the Bible says and we're having the sick recover. I'm longing for that. I'm longing for the day when someone comes in here in a wheelchair and they leave walking. Why? So that we can be famous? No. Because the Spirit of God is working among us. Because we believe it. And that's, listen, and that's what we're sold out to. That's what we're sold out to. And we're not looking for the, to the world to, for our blessing. Are you with me? We need to have that. So I'm not looking for those blessings in and of themselves. I want to be so tied to the giver of the gift. We have to get close to the giver of the gift before any of that stuff actually happens. That's where I want to be. So Lord, hear my prayer in Jesus' name. Right now, if those gifts aren't flowing freely because we're not looking for you, forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Lord, if we've become spiritually haughty, Lord, if we've become spiritually lazy, Lord, if we've just been satisfied with half in, half out, if we're kind of halfway getting our satisfaction from the world, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. Listen, church, if any of those things, you feel the nudge of the Holy Spirit, it's describing you. Anything. Confess it to Him. You don't have to confess it to me. He's here. He'll hear you. You don't even need to say it to your neighbor. Confess it to Him. Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. Lord, fill us fresh and new. Hallelujah. Lord, we're about to take communion. So Lord, in this moment, we lift up a prayer to you. Lord, if there, be any, if there be any sin in us, if there's any dross in us, reveal it to us now that we may take your communion clean. Lord, we want to take your communion clean. We want to eat the bread and, and drink your blood clean. Hallelujah, Lord. Forgive us. Lord, renew a right spirit in us. Lord, help us to be totally sold out to you. Lord, we want you to be God in our lives. No longer me, Lord, but you. You are God in my life. Lord, I relinquish my throne to you. Church, can you do that? In all honesty and sincerity, relinquish the throne of your life to Jesus Christ. Let this day be the marker. This is the day. He wasn't just my Savior, He's my Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. So we're going to take just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Tony, if you would get something ready, just take a few minutes and come up and, and serve yourself. Uh, if your husband's, if you want to serve somebody else, fine. Take the elements and we'll have communion before we leave. But make sure you're clean. Sisters, I'm hungry for more of Jesus. This represents being in communion with Jesus. We are part of His body. Amen? And we remember that we are part of His body because of His body that was broken. We remember, Lord, okay, everything that you were, I want to be. So, Lord, we take this now, this bread, your body, and we identify with you and with each other. In the name of Jesus, amen? Take and eat. And my brothers and sisters, we know just as they did, they took the cup and Jesus said, This is my blood. We know that because it's all over the scripture, Jesus said it. His blood sanctifies us, His blood purifies us, His blood pays for our sins, it redeems us. But it also seals the covenant, God's promise, a better promise for you and for me all that would identify with Christ who were been washed by his blood who've partaken of his body we have this covenant now his promises sealed in his name by his blood thank you jesus for this cup for your blood in your name jesus amen, amen. take and drink hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Terry, I wish I could sing.
1: (laughs) Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I love you. And Lord, we thank you. I can't, the words just can't come quick enough. So, Lord, thank you for this day that we've had together. And I thank you, Lord, for the rest of the day that you've made. And I ask, Lord, that you would continue, that you would go with us by your Holy Spirit, that you would lead, guide, and direct us. Lord, let these words if you, that you've imparted to us, let it change us, let it stir us up. Keep us stirred, Lord, with our hearts and our minds and all that we are submitted to you. You are God. And we submit our throne to you. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Listen, I'm going to stay. If you need prayer, if you want to just touch and agree, I'm I'm here and there'll be other people here with you. So stay and pray if you'd like to. Amen? If you have to leave, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace. See you Wednesday if the Lord don't come back.